how true that praise is tonight. God, praise God. We all stand and honor the man of the Lord tonight. Ferguson's coming. I want him to preach what God has put in his heart and spirit in this house tonight. Amen. To minister unto us. He's definitely not a stranger to this church. And we want him to come. And there's no better place to start out than at the house and among God's people and his family. Amen. We're going to help him, aren't we? What are you doing down there? My goodness. Well, I've got to get back up here. <laughs> I know. Love and appreciate him doing a good job. But we want him to just come obey the Lord. How many is going to help him preach tonight? Right. Going to put a little extra effort into it. Let's welcome to this pulpit tonight. God bless him. Appreciate you, brother. Oh, praise the Lord, somebody. Hallelujah. How great it is to be in the house of God tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Pastor Moore, for allowing me to minister tonight what I have on my heart. You know, we can't, we can't, walk through this world on our own or at least I can't I can't do anything on my own because I am nothing without him I'm thankful for those that that help lead and guide me and direct me and sometimes discipline me where I needed discipline at the time, I didn't like it, but now I look back and I'm glad that someone took the time to, to correct me and, and keep me on this straight and narrow path. I'm thankful that you all come out tonight. Brother Moore mentioned I was going to be here tonight, and I said, well, every, everybody's going to stay at home or go somewhere else tonight. <laughs> Just a few did, so maybe, uh, <laughs> so you had a warning tonight. Oh. <laughs> uh, Thankful for everybody that come out. Uh, thankful for my mother coming out tonight, supporting me. <clears throat> thankful for my wife, my number one fan. Always, <laughs> that's that's another one that corrects me uh, a lot. <laughs> I remember when we first got together, there was a lot of songs that I sang my whole life here that I did I didn't know the words to. She said, I don't know why you're saying that. That is not in that song nowhere. <laughs> but I'm thankful for her and um, just, just glad to be here with my family, my children, uh, both my parents, one of my siblings here and his wife and children, just on and on, just different ones that's had such a great role in my life. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you. And uh, I hope you know that from the depths of my heart. <clears throat> If you will, let's go to Ephesians 4 and 29. <clears throat> and as you're turning there, again, I'm thankful for, for a man of God in my life that's, that's led and, and guided me and to where I am today. And I'm thankful for his confidence in me and trusting me. Hey, I promise you, if I mess up, he'll come up here and snatch the mic and straighten it all out, okay? It's going to be okay. Y'all and me don't have to be nervous, just me, okay? <laughs> All right. Ephesians 4 and 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good 
to use of identifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. All right, as you lay your Bibles down, let's, let's just praise the Lord here tonight and just ask Him to move in this house in a mighty way. Righteous God of heaven, we come before you in this house. Oh God, we bring our all. We bring our everything unto you. Uh, we ask that you would work. We ask that you would move in a mighty way. God, for I am nothing on my own. Oh God, my life is not my own. Oh God, I belong to you. Oh God. This vessel is yours, oh God. Use it, oh God, the way that you see fit. Oh God, use this instrument tonight, oh God. Oh God, that I can speak, oh God, the words that you've given me, oh God. Oh God, that I can minister unto others, oh God, to be a help, oh God. To uplift someone here tonight, oh God. Oh God, to do, oh God, what you'd have me to do. Be what you'd have me to be, oh God. Oh God, we ask that you'd move in such a mighty way here tonight. Oh, clap your hands and praise him for it, for what he's already done here tonight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you. And if you promise to help me, you can be seated tonight. In the summer of 2008, mountaineers from eight different countries gather at the foot of the world's second tallest mountain, the K2. All of them have a single goal, to reach the summit. There was about 24 climbers that was going to climb, and it was, it was going to be in the end of, uh, end of July, the 1st of August. If they had only knew that it would be one of the worst climbing disasters in modern time. And the particular part of this story that I want to bring out is when they got up to what they called Camp 4. They were at about approximately 26,000 feet. And again, I said there was 24 climbers, and they were from eight different countries. So a, a rather large group. <clears throat> and these climbers, they wanted to get to the top because one out of four don't make it. Only one out of four make it back down the mountain, excuse me. So they wanted to reach this goal and, and be able to say that they made it. Well, as they got to Camp 4 at about 26,000 feet, there was what they were right there at what they call a bottleneck, which was a narrow place. So it was real steep, almost straight up that they, they had to climb. And they, they got together and they tried to, to explain which, what different ones of the group would be doing. And... As they would go up, one would put in anchors and different things, and then others would, would put the rope. But because of the lack of communication, people from eight different countries did not speak the same language. And because of that, when they got, when they got to, like the second group got up, and here they are, they run out of rope. And they didn't know where they were going to go because they didn't have no rope on them. The first group was supposed to go so far and start laying out the rope. And so then it starts causing problems. And as, as those above are trying to, to put out stakes and, and, and put out uh, anchors to tie onto the rope, one after another they started to fall and started to slip. And thankfully some turned around. And that's what saved their life. 
And it ended up being 11 died during that process of about four weeks and three seriously injured. But what I want to bring out to you tonight is that when we cannot communicate, when we cannot come together and listen to what God, what the Word of God has been brought to us, when it's not a clear sound, we, we, get, we get sidetracked. We get off track. We don't, we don't go to where we're supposed to start with, with the tools that He's given us to say, hey, this is where I want you to start. This is the place that I want you to go. This is where I want you to start working because so-and-so is coming behind you and they're going to start where you left off. Woo. Oh, hallelujah. You know, there's men of God in our life that they went before us. And they've, and they've warred that they've warred spirits that, that we, we face even now. But if, but if someone would have just stepped up behind, behind the plate, if you will, and said, hey, I'm going to pick this bat up and I'm going to knock this thing out of here. I'm going to hold fast oh God, to what God has given me, what He's laid on my heart to follow after the man of God. I'm going to do exactly what I need to do. I'm going to plug in to what I need to do and be a servant, a vessel of you, oh God. As we look at the definition of communication, it's the meaning, the act of process of using words, sounds, signs, behaviors to express or exchange information, to express your ideas or thoughts or feelings. What kind of communication are you giving? And I'm not talking about here necessarily here at the house of God, but when you're at home. When you're at the dinner table, what kind of communication are you giving? What is your children hearing you say? When you're at the workplace, what are you saying to your coworkers? What are you saying around others when there might not be a Christian per se in the group? What are you saying? What kind of words are coming forth from your mouth? What kind of actions are coming from you? Are you shining your light? Are you shining your light? Are you speaking filth? Are you speaking filth that they cannot understand? Or or filth that they can understand? Are you speaking of the goodness of God? Oh, that they want to draw nearer to you. That they want this. That they want to come and pull pull up to the table and feast from what we have living inside of us. What kind of communication are you giving out? As we look at the story of Adam and Eve, the Lord would come to them in the cool of the day and He would communicate. And He would talk with them. And how wonderful that must have been at such a perfect place, a perfect setting to speak with with God, the one, the Creator that, that created them out of the dust of the earth. But then here come that serpent. Here come that serpent that, that went to communicating, that went to speaking and, and saying foul things, saying, hey, do you want to be, be like him? Oh, Jesus, what voice are you listening to? Oh, what voice are you listening to tonight? We've got to hear that clear voice of God. We've got to wait on Him. We've got to wait on the cool of the day.
if you will. Oh, Jesus. Because, you know, we come to the house of God and we listen to the man of God, what he has to say, the words that comes forth out of his mouth, that comes from the word of God. Because, you know, we're going to go back home. We're going to leave all of, we're, we're no longer going to be all together tomorrow when we go to work. And you might be the only one on that shift. You might be the only one working in that area around a group of men or women that you need to communicate, that you need to give a clear communication. They need to hear, they need to hear a language that they can understand. Because we live in a world that is confused. We live in a world that is, is sidetracked. There's a devil out there that's trying to get you sidetracked. He's trying to get you to, to walk astray. He don't like to see you coming to the house of God. He don't like to see you coming together as one. Because you know what? There's power in unity. There's power when we come together. There's power when we lift up the name of Jesus. He fears Him. He fears you. Because there is a Holy Ghost power living on the inside of you that can change situations. That can turn situations around. I'm telling you, I'm talking about the healer. I'm talking about the way maker tonight. I'm talking about the one that can turn your situation around. He can turn your dilemma around. Hallelujah. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. God, we worship you right now. Holy Ghost power is moving in this house. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your anointing. Woo. Oh, hallelujah. As we go to 2 Samuel, the 12th chapter, and we read of King David, and we see what, what he gave into. You know, God told him what was going to happen. He knew what was going to happen. But he still, he got down and he said, Lord, I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to surrender my all unto you, Lord. I'm going to seek after you. You see, he done a great sin. And Samuel come to him and prophesied to him what would happen. And he knew exactly what was going to happen because he was listening to the man of God. He was listening to the voice of God. And he knew God had anointed him. He knew God had a plan for his life. But he knew he had sinned. He knew he had come short. And he committed adultery. And he had a man murdered to cover up his sin. And he knew he was in trouble. But he still said, you know what? God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on these sackcloths. I'm going to pray and I'm going to seek you. That you, that you might change your mind. That you might let the child live. And if we all could come to Him like that, 
Because we've all sinned and come short. We've all dropped the ball. But this is why these altars are here. To bring this old man, to sacrifice this old man. I'm going to lay this old man at the altar. Because you know what? I can't do nothing about yesterday. I can't do anything about the great sin, no matter what it is. It's sin. No matter what in your eyes or others' eyes, what level it may be at, it's still sin. Sin, sin, the sin will send you to hell. But you know what? We're still flesh. And as long as we're still in flesh, we're going to have to crucify this fleshly man every day. I die out daily. I've got to die out daily. And I've got to surrender my all unto Him. I've got to give it all unto Him. I've got to be, no matter what the end result may be, as we look at David, and you know what, they, they tried to get him and say, come, get up, get up, get up, eat, eat. He said, no. He said, no, I'm, I'm going to keep seeking the face of God. I'm going I'm to keep laying it out before him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay down this old man. I'm, gonna, I'm coming to him with a repentant heart. And we know the end story. That the child died at birth. But he got up. He didn't, he didn't turn his back on God. He didn't walk away from God, but he said, you know what? He said, God, you told me what was going to happen. I had faith that you was going to move, that you was going to turn the situation around. But I'm going to still believe. You know, you might have prayed prayers for a loved one. And they were not healed. But he's still a healer. You might have prayed for, for a certain situation and it still ended bad. It still ended the way that you didn't want it to. But he can still turn a situation around. You might have prayed that you'd get a certain job because you'd be making more money. But you didn't get that job. Because the Lord said, you can't handle more money. I need you right here. I need you right where I got you. I need you to listen to me. I need you to be sensitive unto the Holy Ghost. I need you to, to work for this, for this certain soul, for this certain individual that's watching you. I need you, when, the, when it all comes down, that you'll still be standing and that you'll get up and say, God, it didn't go the way I wanted it to, but I'm trusting you. I'm giving it all unto you. I'm, I'm giving my tomorrow unto you. I'm going to put this behind me. I'm going to put Satan under my feet. And I'm going to keep pressing on. I'm going to keep moving forward in you, Lord. <clears throat> you know, God gave us this word to communicate with us. He gave us a, a blueprint. He gave us a plan to build off of. He said, hey, this is, this is where I want you to dig the footings. And this is how deep I want you to dig them. And this is how thick I want the foundation. And this is what I want in the foundation. Mm, Jesus' name. And I want you to build on this sure foundation. 
I want you to build on this solid rock because I am the solid rock. Oh, church, if we could just build on this, on this sure foundation. When everything comes against you, you'll still be standing. You'll still be standing firm upon this, this solid rock, upon this truth, upon this Bible, upon what the man of God says. No matter what, what life has destined for you, God wrote the end of the book. He has the final say-so. And we're going to be a winner either way. And as we look at communication, there are many different ways of looking at that you can communicate. But the one, the one thing that, that caught my attention, it was the final one was listening. Mm. I know I have a hard time sometimes just sp speaking before I, before I think. When all alone, I should be listening. When all alone, I should just keep my mouth shut and I should, should listen to what's being said. You know, sometimes that man or woman might come to you and say, hey, I'm going through something, whatever the situation may be, but they just need somebody to listen to them. They need somebody to listen to them. And you know what? You're still communicating because you're listening to their problem. You're listening to their dilemma, their situation, what they're going through. You know, sometimes instead of coming in and, and being distracted, and I know sometimes there's some things we can't help, children and different things, but if we could just get focused in and listen to what God has to say to us. If we could just listen to what the man of God has on his heart. If we could just perk up our ears and hear exactly what needs, to, what needs to enter our heart. Because you know what? We might not be going through a situation right now like my neighbor might be going through. But there's, there'll be a tomorrow. There'll be a next week or a next year. And I'll say, hey, I remember when Pastor Moore preached that. I remember when Pastor said, hey, just hold on. Don't give in. Don't throw in the towel. You just keep standing upon the rock. You keep standing upon the Word. You keep holding on to what God has for you in your life. Because you know what? It might not come tomorrow. Yeah, you, you might still be battling it tomorrow. And you might still be battling next week. But you know what? There'll come a day. There'll come a day that victory's going to ring. There'll be a day, and it might be when we hear him say, well done. But if we could just hold on to the end. If we could just hold on to the end. We've got to hear what the man of God, what the, what the God has to say to us. I asked Sister Moore and them to, to sing a song tonight, if they would come. As we go to James chapter 13, 
chapter 5, verse 13, I'm sorry. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passion as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth but by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again in the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. And I said that to say this. If we all could come to the altar tonight, everyone, because we need to communicate. We need to communicate to the way maker. We need to communicate to our deliverer. No matter what your situation, what your dilemma may be, I want you to bring it to Him. I want you to have faith that He'll move. If you need the Holy Ghost, He'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you need a situation turned around, He'll turn it around. If you need healing in your body, He'll heal you. You know, it, certain situations didn't end well for others. But your situation can be turned around. You've got to have faith. You've got to, have come, you've got to come before Him and give it all to Him. Because He and only He can do it. It's not by my works, but it's by His. And even if we get down there and we just listen to what He has to say to us, if we just listen, because that's part of communication. We've got to communicate with Him. Forget all the distractions around you. Forget all the voices that are out there. All the writing and the chanting and the politics. We've got to lay that aside and we've got to plug in. We've got to tap in to this communicator, if you will. We've got to draw to Him. Because there's nowhere else we can go. There's no other foundation that we can build upon. We've got to draw near unto Him. Lord, we need You to move in our lives. God, we need You to move in our situations, oh God. Oh, we need Him to work in this house like never before. Oh, just cry out to Him tonight. Reach out to Him tonight. However, if you've got to do it, just call out to Him. Lord, I need You to work in my storm. 
God, I need you to move in my situation, oh God, because my ship is rocking from side to side. I need you to step out on the bow of my ship and calm the storm. Speak peace to this storm. Peace. Speak peace to my storm, oh God, in my situation, my dilemma. Oh, Jesus, I'm saying hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Lift him high.
miracle can happen in your life. A miracle can happen in your life tonight. Do you believe he's the miracle worker? Do you believe? He's turning your life around. Situations don't look they're not gonna end the way that they look like they were going to. Yeah. 
happen. A miracle can happen. A miracle can happen in this place. A miracle can happen. A miracle can happen. A miracle can happen in this place. A miracle can happen. A miracle can happen in with Jesus, with Jesus, with Jesus, with Jesus, with Jesus, with Jesus it happens, with Jesus it will happen in this place, with Jesus it will happen, with Jesus it will happen, with Jesus it will happen in this together for the good word of God tonight oh, yeah. sweet presence of Jesus Christ man I tell you what no one else would do but Jesus he speaks and ministers unto us through his word through the man of God through the fivefold ministry through music songs God knows how to communicate with us I want to have an ear to hear how about you have a heart to understand and put our confidence in him. You can be seated. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Ferguson, for the word again tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't want no get involved in no corrupt communication. I want good, healthy, sound, godly, amen, communication. I don't want to get caught up in, in gossip and caught up in lies and caught up in discord and caught up in things like that. No. Amen. I want, to, I, want to, I want truth to rule and reign in our hearts and our minds and in our spirit. Praise God. Praise God. We serve a mighty and an awesome God tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God's working for us. Amen. He's not against us, but he's for us. And everything's going to be all right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Ain't that right, Sister Madison? Everything's going to be all right. Praise God. I, I come against that fear, that old spirit. I hear, don't you want to have about four children? Am I right? Mama wants to have four kids. She can't handle it. She can't have that kind of spirit. Okay? We're going to pray. That, that's, that's kind of, you're just going to, you, God's going to slam the door in that thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Mama's going to raise four kids, can't be full of anxiety, buddy. She's got to be anchored. She's got to be settled. 
Hallelujah. She's got to have her mind made up. Hey, God gives them to me. God protect them. And guess what, devil? You can't do nothing about it unless he allows you. And if he's allowed to touch his business. We gotta quit being intimidated about every little thing that comes down the pipe. Greater he that's in us than he that's in the world. He can raise up kingdoms, he can tear up down. He's God Almighty. Man, straight communication from heaven. That's what prayer is all about, and the word of God's all about. Praise God. God's good to us. Amen. God's good to us. Don't forget youth. All the youth. Leaving out in the morning. We want to leave at 6. If any way possible, be here at a quarter to 6. That will give us time to get packed up. We got one of the seats out, but if we have to, we'll take a second one out. Okay? Uh, we're not unless we have to. Uh, just in case they need to use a van. I'm not sure... Uh, I don't know how many of the young gentlemen knows this, but you're going to be shuttled back and forth. <laughs> You've got about, it's less than a mile, but uh, you actually, you're, where you're going to be sleeping is not actually on the actual grounds, so they got to shuttle you back and forth. And so, but we'll take care of it. It'll be all right. And uh, so, you know, I'm just trying to tell you ahead of time. In fact, they've to- told us, and uh, I was listening to Brother Andrew. He pulled it up and said that he encouraged the boys in the morning time to wear, you know, not don't wear a suit, in other words. <laughs> wear your casual clothes and playing clothes to the first service because you're not going to get shuttled back, amen, until after dinner and then getting ready for night service. All right, so just to help you out. And, hey, it's going to be all right. They got more campers than they've ever had, and they're trying to make room for them. And, Amen. We want this to impact their lives and get a hold of their spirit. Hallelujah. Get our young men, young ladies to understand that uh, the hand of God upon their lives is more important than anything else. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. To live for God, to be full of the Holy Ghost, to want the Holy Ghost, to allow the power of God to have his way in their hearts and their minds and their spirit. To be a vessel of God. This, this, folks, there's not a more exciting life to live than live for Jesus. I'm telling you, there's, there's not. That's a lie. That, that stuff out there, it won't give you nothing but heartaches and disappointment. Uh, all that the devil's got to offer you, it, all it's set up to do is destroy you. It, it's, not to, it's not nothing healthy about it or anything about that. If you don't even look around here to some of these elders that live for God, it's 80s and 90s, and God's blessing them and continues to bless them. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's a blessing to live for God. We want to live for God. Amen. Amen. So anyway, you got any questions, just ask us. We'll try to answer them, and, but we're going to do our best to leave in the morning by 6. Uh, get there in plenty enough time for everybody to get situated. Now, last year we had to go and you done that, and then we had to load back up and go eat. And so I don't know how that'll work, but it might happen again. But we'll, we'll just, it'll work out, I promise you. I'm not going to let none of it get me upset. I'm not going to go out there and slam doors. I'm not going to go out there, no. It's, 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 you know, praise God, it'll be all right. Hallelujah. Amen. Man, life's too good. Living for God, amen. Living for God, trusting God, relying upon the Lord, amen, to do some great things for us. Birthdays, got some birthdays tonight.
Amen. Alina, amen. God bless her. It's good to have her back with us tonight. Come on, baby. Hallelujah. We got two. Anyone else? Landon, okay. Anyone else? This is only three. You're saying that's enough? All right, let's sing. That's right. Good deal. Let's give them a good hand here tonight. Praise God. Amen. Thank God for birthdays. You know, when you get retired and old, you get slow. <laughs> bless him, Lord. Now, that's good. God bless these babies again. All right. Anniversaries. Anniversaries. Got any anniversaries? Mom and Daddy which happened to be brother and sister Ford. <laughs> We're working on it. 42. All right, let's sing happy anniversary to brother and sister Ford. Is that a New Orleans saint or a God saint? <laughs> He's a saint. He's a saint, Sister Ford, a saint with horns. <laughs> Ooh, praise God. Let's sing. Okay, everybody's listening. I'm going to run through this again so everybody will know what's going on. Wednesday night, Brother Ford will be here. And whoever's left at <laughs> the camp will be here. Okay? And then this coming Sunday will just be a regular Sunday. All right? And just have me. <laughs> and then <laughs> Wednesday night, Brother Phillips will be back or he'll be here. And then the following Sunday, Brother Oden will be here for 11 o'clock service. going to have one service. And we're going to make it count. It's going to be a good one. And so he'll be here. We're going to start at 11, 1030 prayer time, 11 o'clock service time. Okay? 
So if you want to invite people, whatever you want to do, but I'm just trying to let you know. All right? Love you. Appreciate you. Let's pray for camp. Pray for all the services. I hope you've been doing that. You know, I've been praying for camp meetings, and I don't even know where some of them's at, but I've been praying, Lord, bless all the camp meetings, all the conferences, all the youth camps, the junior camps, and, you know, wherever they have in camp at. God bless them. Pour out the Holy Ghost. People get the Holy Ghost. That's what we want to see happen, don't we? Amen. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. God bless you. Sign-up sheet. Somebody's turning 61. Amen. Pretty quick. Well, that lets you know we're getting toward that 50 anyway, you know, wedding anyway. Now, sign-up sheet in the back back here. That'll be this coming Sunday. We're going to be having a birthday party for Sister Moore. All right. God bless you.